Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Grind. I am your host, Colin Morgan, and five days a week, I aim to motivate, educate, and inspire you to live the life of your dreams. I interview some of the most successful and inspiring people, along with sharing insight of my own in order for you to not only be successful in what you're doing, but prosper in business and life. The show is for grinders, people who don't just have dreams, but are willing to lay it all on the line and grind for what they want. Welcome everyone to The Daily Grind. I realized 80% of my college degree is literally irrelevant to what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, what is wrong with this system? Yeah. And and so in your question about entrepreneurship, this is where it came into play. You know, I was never driven to start a company up until this point. But the seed of Treehouse was planted at that moment where I realized the system was holding people out. Hey Grinders, I know you listen to me every single day and I wanna thank you so much for that. Now it's time I reciprocate it to you. I'm giving away a free 15 minute consultation to any Daily Grind listener out there. It's super simple. You just have to go to the link in the description of this podcast, click that, book a call with me and it's that easy. See, having the opportunity to speak with some of the most successful people and entrepreneurs five days a week has really given me a unique outlook on life and business. Now it's time I want to share that wisdom with you personally. So go ahead in the description of this podcast, you're going to see a link there to book a free 15 minute call with me. Click on that, sign up. There's nothing to it. I just want to hear where you're at and how potentially I could either help you or put you in touch with one of the people in my database to help you. So go ahead, link in the description, click that and I'll talk with you soon. Joining us today on the show is Ryan Carson. Ryan is the CEO and founder of Treehouse, where they help companies like Nike, MailChimp, GE, and more hire top tech talent and create diverse teams. Ryan is driven not only to succeed, but to help everyone around him succeed as well. With his tremendously effective work-life balance, Ryan steers the company's ship and still makes family time a high priority. He is a leader and a champion of self-directing learning, inspiring others to take the helm of their own education. He has also founded Carsonified and Dropsen, and today on the show, Ryan shares his amazing entrepreneurial journey with us. So everyone, as always, grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, sit back, and dive deep in today's episode with Ryan Carson. Enjoy. Well, Ryan Carson, welcome to The Daily Grind. How are you today? I'm doing awesome. I'm ready to do some daily grinding. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Thanks so much for being here, man. And no uh, Ryan, say for you know some listeners out there being first introduced to you, don't know who you are. If you wouldn't mind, just kind of in your own words, explaining a bit more of who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. So I'm the founder and CEO of Treehouse. We are an online school that has taught 850,000 adults how to code in the last eight years. Wow. Yeah, it's been a fun, fun journey. Um, a lot of hard work, but a lot of a lot of really meaningful, amazing experiences. Um, now, we're helping companies uh, hit their hiring plan by hiring enough software engineers, but specifically helping them create uh, and hire diverse teams. 
Um, so we're doing that now for companies like Airbnb and Envision and Nike and Adobe and all sorts of amazing companies. So it's been really, really fun. Cool. Now, did you always have the entrepreneurial itch? Like, where did that come from for you? Um, I don't know <laughs> if I, I don't know if I did, um, have it as a kid, you know, I hear stories about kids who are like selling baseball cards or, you know, <laughs> totally. you know, trying to get their friends to buy candy off them. And I don't remember being like that. I, I am more kind of mission driven. Okay. Um, so, uh, what I realized is, is that I'm, I'm not really an entrepreneur. I'm more of an activist. Hmm. And, um, I think there's a little bit of a difference. Um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs just love starting businesses and making them work and, and kind of making them financially successful. Um, and I, I don't really care about that. Um, I'm more interested in solving a problem that I believe truly matters. Um, and so I've kind of ended up, I've ended up being both, you know, an entrepreneur slash CEO but I'm mostly an activist. So it's kind of, kind of me. Gotcha. So kind of take us back. Like what led you into starting Treehouse? Like were you a coder before? Yeah. So I, um, born and raised in Colorado, uh, in America. And I was really fortunate to be raised in a home where we had technology and it, you know, it was a safe home and I had both parents around. And mm -hmm. so it really had a, a foundation that set me up for success. Um, I'm very thankful for that. And I was healthy myself, you know, and, and, and as a white male, I also have a lot of the cards stacked in my favor. So had all that. Yeah. Now what, um, I saw was, you know, a lot of technology companies starting uh, the world being changed by technology. And I had a computer in, in my home and I just kind of thought, that sounds really interesting. You know, it seems like that's where all of the creativity and excitement is. And so decided to, to pick computer science for university. Okay. And did that, um, graduated in the year 2000. Um, and then I got a job as a developer. Um, I actually, um, moved to England at that point. And oh, wow. yeah, I just, I've been born and raised in Colorado my whole life. Um, had kind of the same set of friends and circle that whole time. Um, looking for a change. Well, I just thought, you know, I wonder what it is that I don't know that I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I want to kind of expose myself um, to new ideas and new thoughts and see if it changes me. Um, so I'm just going to move to a foreign country and see what happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, England isn't that much different, but it is. It's kind of like, I mean, I'm sure you can relate as a, as a Canadian there. Yeah, totally. Um, it's like Canada's very different, but similar to the U.S. And, and exactly. England, England has that same vibe. And so um, I, I was really challenged on a lot of things, really from a personal belief standpoint. I was raised as kind of an evangelical Christian, and, and um, I just had to rethink a lot of that stuff when I got there because no one else around me believed it. Um, so that was interesting. But – I got a job as a developer. So, you know, I knew how to code. My parents had spent $50,000 teaching me that at, <laughs> at university. Yeah. Um, so I got a job as a developer. And then it was on day one, I realized 80% of my college degree is literally irrelevant to what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, what is wrong with this system? Yeah. And, and so in your question about entrepreneurship, this is where it came into play. 
you know, I was never driven to start a company up until this point, but the seed of Treehouse was planted at that moment where I realized the system was holding people out. Um, it was, you know, designed for people who were privileged and, and already had access. Yeah. But what, what about everybody else? Um, you know, what if you couldn't go to college or what if you couldn't afford college or what if you didn't even know about computer science, you're not going to be able to get these amazing jobs that pay a ton of money. Um, so that was at the moment I decided I want to, I want to do something about it. Um, and I didn't do anything about it for 10 years really, but I, I was working towards doing something about it. Um, so yeah, that's the story. Interesting. So when you say you were working towards it, but you kind of weren't, was this something <laughs> you were just kind of like dipping your, your foot in, you're kind of yeah. playing with it for 10 years? Well, the, the big question I get all the time on Instagram and Twitter is, you know, how do you, how do you do this? How do you work so hard and how do you not quit and why, how do you stay motivated? Um, and the answer is always the same. Like I have a why that's so deep that, that I'm so attached to that you, it's not really a question of how do I stay motivated? Um, it comes from that why. And so what I was the 10 years, you know, that passed between the year 2000 and the year 2010 when I, I launched Treehouse with my wife, really what I was doing was listening to um, my thoughts and, and what I cared about and was slowly working towards launching Treehouse. And what happened is, you know, I was a developer for four years from 2000 to 2004. Okay. And then um, I, you know, listened to Jason Fried from Basecamp and DHH, you know, and how they launched Basecamp. And I thought, you know, I wonder if I could kind of launch my own thing. You know, I know how to code. I can see some problems I want to solve. Maybe I'll do that. And so I started my first company and it was totally unrelated to, you know, teaching people code and, and helping them change their lives with that. Yeah. It was literally, it was literally a send large files that you can't email. Okay. <laughs> it's like nice. really kind of basic and and not attached at all to something I was passionate about just I just thought you know this is a problem I know how to solve I think as as an employee of this you know web design company I don't feel like I'm really making any difference and that's important to me so at least maybe I could do my own thing um, but it's not some deep why you know that drives me it was just the next step got um, you towards being able to solve problems that I cared about do you wish you do you wish you started sooner with Treehouse? No, see, I don't I don't know if I could have. Okay. I mean, yes, I totally wish I, I would. Gotcha. But yeah, for sure. But I, I think I want everyone listening to this to hear that it's a journey to even find your why. Mm. Um, it doesn't happen like when you want it to happen. Um, it's a process. You know, it's it's like you can't, you know, get from Toronto to Miami by wishing you were in Miami. Yeah. You know, you got to start walking and the, the walking, you know, leads you through swamps and mountains and valleys and, and highs and lows. And, and you're kind of working towards that. So I think I was working towards the, figuring out what was Treehouse, but I couldn't have, I couldn't have done it instantly. And um, so. when did you discover your why? And if you wouldn't mind kind of sharing what that is with us. Yeah. So, um, 
I think I, I truly found it. Um, uh, it was probably early 2010. And what I was trying to do is, um, you know, I start off with this, the, the send large files company. Yeah. It, it kind of worked. It kind of didn't. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. And then I, I pivoted into, well, like what if, what if I could just teach people how to code, I could actually change their lives. Like that was the first moment I, 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 I thought of that idea. And, and it was very rudimentary. Like maybe we should just pay a teacher to sit in front of a class and do a one day workshop. Hmm. Um, and it, it was a baby step in the right direction. And, and like any, anything big, it's, it was really just a, a series of one step at okay. a time. And I didn't know that eventually we'd launch Treehouse. Um, it was just like, well, what's the next best step I can take? Well, I can hire a teacher and I can tell people, you know, to sign up for a workshop and we can teach people for one day. Um, and we did that. And, you know, I emailed a bunch of people and, and told all my friends and, and, you know, posted it on a couple websites and we ended up selling tickets to that first event. Um, and it was, it was some hilariously unsexy name. It was like how to build enterprise PHP web apps. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, it goes to show like your first idea does not have to be your best, right? Yeah, no doubt. Um, so we did that and, and we managed to sell enough tickets to kind of cover our costs and it worked. So I was like, okay, let's do that again. And so we did another one and it, you know, kind of worked and it was just basically a series of stumbling, you know, a series of steps stumbling through the dark, trying to get closer to, to, okay, I know there's something to this idea of teaching people how to code. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how to do it, but I know there's something there. So I think all of us have this kind of gut instinct, um, that we often ignore or we, or we, or we say is dumb or we don't trust it. But I think it's built on years and years and years of experience. Yeah. Um, and actually, there's a lot to it. Um, so I, I finally l listened to that, you know, and then we just got closer and closer to launching Treehouse. Interesting. And when was that critical moment when you kind of realized that like you launched in 2010? At what point in Treehouse were you able to kind of look at this and go, wow, things are really starting to work? Um, never. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I, I mean, I think this is the problem is I think everyone, you know, views entrepreneurs or CEOs as, as if there's, they, they hit a point where it's like, it's working. I'm safe. You know, we're good. It, it never feels like that. Like we are, you know, by all accounts, very successful. Now we have 85 employees. We do, you know, tens of millions of dollars in revenue. We're profitable. I mean, all these things are great, but I still every day, you know, kind of worry about things or, or feel like, gosh, we're not doing enough or there's so much we haven't figured out or, um, and so I've, I've kind of become at peace with this idea that I will never feel safe or done. So you kind of rewording that, I guess a little bit, cause I completely agree with you. At what point did you not have to necessarily worry about necessarily is this working as opposed to for you more worrying about how do I scale it? Yep. Um, 
I think that started, uh, there's various phases of the company. So, um, the first moment I knew, okay, something is here and it's working. How do we scale it was, um, actually the day we launched. So Hmm. I, I, I had, you know, we built this very simple in-person training company where we taught people at workshops. Okay. That kind of worked great. All right, let's do more of that. Um, we did that for a while, you know, from 2000, I think it was 2005 to 2010. So about five years of work, um, building that, doing more events. Eventually we did conferences that worked, you know, just kind of building on top of, um, success. And then it, and then what I realized is, and I, I I was talking to my wife uh, and I said, you know, how do we take this thing and we actually scale it and make it accessible and make it truly change a lot of people's lives? Like, how do we do that? Because right now we're just kind of teaching people in person, really only changing lives for people who can afford to come to these expensive in-person, you know, events. Like, we're not doing that for this. Like, how do we scale it? Yeah. She, She was like, you know, I think it's pretty simple. Like, we hire some of the teachers that were, you know, having teach these workshops, but we film them on, and on video and then we put the videos on the internet and we charge people a low amount of money. Smart. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. Okay, let's do that. So yeah. that was the, the aha moment. Okay, let's, let's do Treehouse in its current form. And then what we, we did is we used, you know, cash flow from our in-person training company to boot up Treehouse and, and fund the very, you know, MVP version of it. Um, but what we have been doing over the last five to six years is building a community of web designers and web developers who wanted to learn. And so what we did is we launched Treehouse at one of our own conferences Hmm. and essentially sponsored our own conference and said, here we go. This is our new, this is our new product. You know, so excited to announce it. Had a terrible name. It was called Think Vitamin Membership. Okay. Um, which is terrible, (laughs) uh, because we had a big website called Think Vitamin. So gotcha. the, pri- the primary source of, of leads for our events was by creating content. So we created good content. It was a blog. It was very successful. Um, so we were doing kind of content marketing very early. Um, and so what we did is we launched that product on top of that community, you know, mm. with, a, with, a, with a brand name that was Leveraged related. what you had. Yeah, so they could trust it on day one. Yeah. And then, boom, I think we had like 3,000 paying students on day one. Wow. It was crazy, but I mean, it was six years of work building that community. Right. Um, and then on that day I was, I knew, oh, okay, this is going to work. Um, I don't know how, but I know this is, this is going to work. Um, and then, you know, it was just constant battle after constant battle. How do you actually scale and how do you grow and how do you learn? Um, so that was the first moment. Yeah. And, you know, for people listening, it's a great lesson because, you know, when you say, you know, it was from day one, well, even though you were successful day one, it had been six years in the making because yep. you, that's what you had built to to that point through blogging and content. And it takes a while for you to be able to build that audience. So when you do launch something, you know, people are going to be receptive to it, trust you enough to buy it. Yep, exactly. Yeah, totally. So you launched this business in 2010. If you don't mind me being kind of transparent, what would say like one of the biggest mistakes you made when doing this? Um, I think it was raising venture capital. Interesting. Okay. Um, you know, I think this is not true for everybody. Um, but I think 
I think there's a lot of businesses like Treehouse that are harmed because um, the founders are kind of they're kind of lulled or 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 distracted by you know the venture capital world and and the the message from the venture you know we have to remember the venture capital world is selling money yeah. like that's their job right and so what they're always going to be doing is making it look really sexy to take their money uh, and they're not evil they're not bad it's just what they do yeah. right um, and I think I believed the message that in order to be a great entrepreneur, to build a great company, you, you had to follow that playbook. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, and once you take a bite of that pie, it's pretty hard to, to, to back out. Um, and so if I, in hindsight, I'd probably go back and bootstrap Treehouse for a long time until we were strongly profitable with strong product market fit. And then potentially raise money. Gotcha. So for people listening who maybe have an idea, who are thinking about you know raising money, what would be the biggest piece of advice you could give them? Um, be very, very, very careful that you are not trying to live someone else's life or story. Mm. Um, be really, really introspective about why are you doing this. And if, if there's any chance you're doing it because you think raising money will validate you as an entrepreneur, as a business, then then be very careful. Um, it, it really is not the test of a good entrepreneur. Um, so, Yeah, it sounds to me like you place a, a really high and strong value towards self-awareness. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, yeah. Well, we just spend, I mean, gosh, if you think about it, we, we, we're going to die someday. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, it, it's a terrible thing, you know, to be on your deathbed and realize, oh, wow, I did a bunch of stuff for, you know, for other people. It turns out they don't care. Um, it didn't matter. Right. Um, I, I tweeted this recently and it was, I think, one of the most like responded to and retweeted <laughs> to posts I've ever made. Okay. And I, I basically said um, something like, you know, damn, I'm 40 now and I'm finally learning to love myself, hmm. um, to actually kind of live my life, you know, not for everybody else. And, and it turns out like nobody's even watching, like nobody cares because everybody is obsessed with their own life. Yeah. Um, and that's not depressing. That's freeing. Um, and I think I've just been really owning that recently that, um, all these people, I thought their opinions mattered or, or they even cared what I was doing. I, they weren't even paying attention to me. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's, wow. It's fine. And if they do, they, it's for what the five seconds they scroll through your feed or they talk to their friend about, you You know what I mean? Like it, it's such in a small scale, but people like, like, and I, I was victim to that early too, right? You think that what you're doing, people are going to judge you on it, but people really, they, they got their own stuff going on. Yeah. They don't really care. No. Um, and that's, and that's not because they're uncaring people. It's that they care about their loved ones and their legacy. And, um, so yeah, that, that was tremendously freeing. And, and I, you know, I think I was, I think I thought I would be a great entrepreneur if I raised money and built a billion dollar company. And, and now, you know, 10 years later, or eight years later, I realized, oh, what matters is that 
I believe I move things forward on something I cared about. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, I'm privileged enough, let's face it, to be high on Maslow's hierarchy where my I can eat enough, I can sleep enough, I'm physically safe, I've got an amazing family, I've got enough money. Totally. Right? Like, yeah. okay, now that's great. And now that I'm there, what actually matters, it's, it's not at all what, you know, TechCrunch is telling you. Um, so now I'm not saying it's bad to raise money. Like clearly that make, it makes sense sometimes. Yep. Um, but I, I feel like most of the businesses I meet though, and most of the entrepreneurs I meet actually, they didn't need to raise money. Um, and it's actually hurt them pretty bad. Yeah. It's like they want to scale so fast, right? It's like everyone, everyone wants to be Facebook, but they don't realize how long it takes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and there's a, I think there's a lie that, you know, it's a winner take all, you know, game. That's often not the case, yeah. you know? Yes, it is sometimes like for social networks, definitely winner takes all, you know, for marketplaces. Yep. Definitely winner takes all other stuff. Not so much, you know, like literally if you're an entrepreneur, you should figure out how many customers do I need to sell to, to make this business work? It's probably like a hundred. It maybe is a thousand, right? You know, okay. How many of those customers are there? Uh, around all right you know what percentage of them do you actually need to win probably not that much right so yeah so don't overthink it and imagine you got to build this crazy big machine you could literally start by emailing those 100 potential customers and asking if they want to meet with you and if you, if they want to buy your product um do that and then think about raising money or scaling yeah, it's so true. Like I, I kind of relate it back to, you know, my time golfing and, you know, you look at, you know, professional golfers out there and people who are looking to try to get into that and you look at Tiger Woods, right? You look at right. Dustin, you look at all the top guys in the world, but you don't see everyone else. Like most people don't see a guy like Matt Kuchar, who's played <laughs> 20 years on tour, who's yes. 25th in the world and he's made $20 million, like $10 million a year for 20 years. Like, right. Even no though he has, that, he has that mentality of t trying to be like Tiger and he has that work ethic, but you're not always going to be Tiger. <laughs> no. No, yeah. and like do you, do you actually need to to be happy? You're right. Um, I, there's so much to this. This mental game is everything, it turns out. Um, and uh, I was, I'm starting to meditate now daily. Um, and I just started and, and I have three sisters and we're all we're like super best friends. And yeah. we go out, um, we go away once a year on what we call our sibling kind of retreat trip. And we fly out to Colorado, we leave our, our husbands and wives and kids behind and we just hang out for like a couple nights. That's great. And the thing that came out of it for me is that I, I, I wasn't allocating any time in my life to, to like have deep thoughts and, and, and figure out, like give my mind a space um, to be. And, uh, and I think it was really starting to hurt me. Um, yeah. And so I just started doing it. And, and this, this morning I was, um, I, I use an app called Oak and it's made by a friend of mine. And so I just trying it out. It's free. And, and, um, this session focused on, um, on kind of, and it sounds kind of squishy, feely, happy stuff, but it's focused on love. And like, do you actually love yourself? And, and are you at peace? And, you know, and if you are, then can you start to think about that for other people? Um, 
and I just realized I, I was so far away from loving myself, like, and I, and even liking myself, right? You know, um, and this is all the deep, dark stuff you deal with if you're trying to run around and be an entrepreneur. Of course. Um, so I just want you and anyone listening to this to know, hey, everybody feels this stuff. And um, I think there's a lot of people in the world that that follow me on Instagram and Twitter and think I've got it all together. I know exactly what I'm doing. And the truth is I'm pretty much like everybody else. Um, and it's okay. Yeah, totally. And, you know, lastly for you, Ryan, like say you had the chance to – Maybe go back to 2000 or 2010 and speak to a younger version of yourself and not necessarily change anything, but maybe offer yourself a piece of advice or piece of guidance. I'm wondering what that would be for you. Um, I would I would say I would specifically change the way we recruit and hire at Treehouse. Hmm. So two years ago, I realized I had built a team of mostly white men. Okay. Um, and I realized that was morally wrong. Um, and it wasn't the people's fault that I hired. Like, they're amazing people, right? Yeah. But I had built a team that looked just like me. And um, that's not to say we 100% white male, but I mean the majority, right? Yep. And I firmly believe, like, the diversity of my team should match the diversity of the customer set I sell to. Um mm. You know, and that's America basically. And so yeah. America is 18.1% Latinx and 13.4% black African American and 50% women. And like, I hadn't done that. Um, and I had done what everybody else does, which is you just hire people, you know, yeah. um, cause you trust them and you, they look like you and you feel comfortable. And, and, and so I would go back in time and say from day one, I need to, proactively build trust and relationships with communities that don't look like me. And then I need to invest in those communities, um, in a very simple way. You know, we're doing this now with the boys and girls club. So, uh, they're a, a nonprofit that primarily serves, um, exploited, uh, underserved groups, you know, which in America are mostly black and Latinx. So we actually go to them and say, we need you like this is not charities, not a handout. We actually need you and we want to hire you as apprentices. Um, and then what we do is we give them a scholarship and uh, to our own curriculum. And then we mentor and, and we support and we you know provide laptops and broadband so that that community can go through that door, can actually pursue that path. Um, and then we would have hired them as apprentices and then we would, you know, have grown that talent. Um, I would do that a hundred percent differently. Um, but so we're doing it now and I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, and it's really working and, and, and actually it's working so well, we are now plugging it to other companies. So wow. it's called, it's called talent path and it's, you know, our most successful product ever. Um, because it turns out there's a lot of other people like me that did this wrong. Yeah. Um, and they, 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 they need to solve the issue and they want to hire, you know, uh, and create a team that is more diverse, but they don't know how. So, um, so it's, it, I'm glad we're doing it now, but I wish I would have done that from the beginning. Yeah, totally. That's amazing. And now Ryan, the way we end the show here is I give you the floor and you have the opportunity today to share with our audience the thought of the day. So one thing or one thought that we can all go home with today. Um, I would say it is don't look at other people 
because they're not looking at you. So yeah. uh, just just realize that sadly or happily, uh, no one really cares. And uh, you can be free as soon as you truly uh, internalize that. Love that. Now, Ryan, what's the best way our audience can reach out and connect with you? Um, just Google Ryan Carson. I'm everywhere. <laughs> Love <laughs> so, it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Ryan Carson on Twitter, Ryan Carson on Instagram, uh, Ryan Carson on LinkedIn. Um, I'm also just Ryan at Team Treehouse, so hit me up. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, I will share all those links for everyone. Be sure to just Google Ryan Carson. You know, you know, <laughs> you, you know you're up there when all you got to do is Google your name. Well, I've been around long enough. That's all. (laughs) I love it. Well, be sure that you follow him on social media. I'll share his email address if you want to reach out and connect directly with him. And as you can see from this interview, everyone, success is driven by passion, hunger, and today, self-awareness. Everyone has to overcome obstacles. Everyone has a story. Start building yours today. Today, we had the chance to speak with the amazing Ryan Carson. Ryan, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule there and coming on the show here with us today. Um, It's been a joy. Thanks for having me on. The pleasure was all mine. Everyone, if you liked today's episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment, share it with your friends. Until next time, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding. (laughs) 